Hello, this is the Manifesting Your Dreams, a wedding industry podcast. I'm your host, Raquel Bickford. I'm a creative entrepreneur, a mom, and a wedding industry professional. When I started my wedding planning career, I had nothing, but I knew I had the edge to grow in this incredible industry and establish my name. I remember feeling and still do, I would do anything to be one of the best wedding planners in the world. This podcast is about establishing your goals and manifesting them into a thriving career in the wedding industry. It's also about my personal aspirations and struggles, hearing from other industry professionals and their experiences, and setting your ego aside so that you can attract and receive greatness. You can expect to hear from me each week. I will share with you actionable steps you can take to build a thriving business and connect with other incredible human beings in the wedding industry, no matter where you are. I started this podcast because I feel a great purpose to share my insights, encourage you to push through your comfort zone and help you elevate your mind to exceed your potential in the wedding industry. I hope you learn something, laugh a little, and feel inspired as you go through this next chapter in your life. Now set your ego aside. It's time to manifest your dreams. Hey, hey, Raquel here, and I have to say, I have been on a small hiatus from the podcast, so I appreciate if you've jumped back in. I had surgery at the beginning of November, and it took me down, and um, most of my clients know that, and I so appreciate all of you, if you are listening right now, for giving me the grace to take the time to heal my body. I think that is just so important in this fast-paced, high-demand wedding industry that we work with people who know that we're human and know that life happens, and they give us grace to heal and to take care of our lives, and yet they still know that they can trust in us that we are going to step up when we're ready and get the job done. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, We are hopping back into the podcast today with Aura Beth from Flower Bloom Cakes. She is one of my frienders, and I've been working with her for a long time. I love her work. Um, She even creates gluten-free cakes can I get an amen? Thank you so much. She made me one for Valentine's Day and her business partner, Kurt, dropped it off at my house and I was just like, this is the best day ever. So let's get into Aura Beth. So Aura Beth has a great story and I want to share a little bit about her background. She's the co-owner of Flower and Bloom Cakes in Sonoma. She's a mom of two little ones. She's been baking and creating cakes for over 15 years in the Bay Area, and she began her professional career in local bakeries while receiving her pastry certificate. She trained under someone else and some of the best cake artists in the Bay Area and then opened up her own shop with her cake partner, Kurt. You also may know her from winning a Food Network competition, but she will tell us more about that in the podcast Looking forward to hearing your feedback on this episode. Enjoy. Okay, everyone. I am so excited to have Aura Beth from Flower and Bloom Cakes on the show today. I feel like 
we've known each other for a long time and this is actually my opportunity to learn more about you and just hear your story. So welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah. So tell us, um, you know, more of how you got to be where you are today, because you are extraordinary in what you do. And it is such an honor to refer you to my couples, because I know that you're going to just do a stellar job and your cakes taste amazing. So yes, tell the listeners who you are and how you got started and where you're at today. Yeah. I mean, well, thanks. First of all, thank you so much for, for all those compliments. And I love working with you. It's been my pleasure to, to, you know, bring cakes to all your clients, but um, yeah, I mean, I got kind of started in a really unorthodox sort of way. I was you know, pursuing medicine ish and, you know, was just really lost, I guess, very lost in what I wanted to do. And when I finally found cakes, you know, I, I kind of took off with it. I, I really wanted to hone that passion, but I started very simply, which was driving a cake truck for um, a local bakery. And then um, just really sort of launched myself into it, trying to grow and challenge myself every, every step of the way. But I've been doing it for 15 years now. I'm, I co-own Flower and Bloom Cakes um, with my cake partner, Kurt. Um, we've been decorating together for Oh God, almost, I think nine years now, which he's my, my work husband, not my, he's amazing. He's great. Yeah. Yeah. Super talented. He's been doing it for 25 years, if you can believe it. So between the two of us, we've seen just about everything cake wise, although there'll be one or two surprises each year and then we just kind of roll with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, this is all we do is cake, 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 cake. And so, uh, what it's been able to, to do for us is just sort of hone this craft for day in and day out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we love it. We love that we own our own business now, which is a huge feat for us. Yes, it is. I'm proud of you for that. Thank you. Thank okay. You. So you've, you've been like on a, you know, a little show. Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm totally joking. It's such a big show. Please tell us what show that is, what network you were on, your experience yeah. there. Um, it was the Easter Basket Challenge, like the spring baking championship um, on the Food Network. So that was that was super fun. Um, and uh, spoiler alert, am I allowed to say? Um, I won. So that was great. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You uh, did. Yeah. And when was that? So that was, uh, that was two years ago, two and a half years ago, it was during COVID. Um, and uh, kind of a wild thing how it happened. I just got a call out of the blue. Um, they were actually, right, I, yeah, I you know always wanted to be on one, but um, they had been trying to hunt me down on Instagram and it was, you know, COVID. And so, you know, I'm, I'm not tech savvy, so I didn't even know we could message on Instagram, but now I know. Um, and so when they got a hold of me, they were like, do you want to be on a, on a show? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I auditioned. It was a long process. And then when they asked me to be on it, um, it literally had a week to put a wardrobe together and fly out to New York. So yeah. Wow. Okay. Maybe this is a good time to talk about manifestation because yeah. if you've always wanted to be on yeah. a show like that, and then out of the blue, the universe just like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, uh, it was definitely a, a goal of mine. You know, I guess when we're talking about manifesting, you know, our dreams, I think one of the things that I do is just sort of, I set these like short-term 
and long-term goals. And the Food Network show was like such a long-term goal. I mean, that was like, I would say 10 years out. I, I'm, and I'm a big, I'm a big like prep person. So I'm never going to jump into anything without having fully evaluated all of the pitfalls of things. So um, when they called me out of the blue, I felt, I felt really unprepared. I was just like, this, this was supposed to happen not now, but later. Mm. Um, but I also kind of realized, you know, I feel like the universe only gives you the things you can, can really sort of, sort of handle. And, and I, I would say that with a, with a big asterisk that, you know, some, some things happen and it's, you know, it's not great. And you just want to throw your fists up to the universe. But in this case, I was like, I, I feel like I just need to I don't lower my expectations of how prepared I'm going to be and just do it. So yes, yeah. that's yeah. so great. So uh, how did you mentally prepare for that? Except for, okay, I'm going to do, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go for it. Yeah. Uh, mentally, I, I have this weird sort of, I guess, tick where I try to visualize every worst case scenario. Um, and so I, I went through it. I was like, okay, worst case scenario, you get on the show and you get eliminated in the first round. Uh, but I might, every, I feel like every experience has its silver lining. So I knew that, okay, if that happened, I'd still have a really great time, you know, gain some insight, get some good experience. So, you know, it's kind of like talking yourself down from, from that, that ledge and, and, and realizing that this is great. And mm -hmm. Then mentally going into it and saying, okay, well, short-term goal is to make it through the first round, you know, long-term goal is to win it. And then it was just mentally just sort of preparing myself, like, how do I um, come in there with like a good attitude also with the skill sets that I need, um, practice at the bakery, things that maybe I might feel uncomfortable with just so that I could be the best competitor when I arrived. So, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I think everybody just tell us a little bit more. Like you got there and like show us through visualization, like how is the recording? Is there a lot of start and stops? Like how did you like keep your, your mental health up during, during the show? Yeah. So the show was a little bit unusual in that because it was during COVID, we had to quarantine for two weeks. So I was trapped in a hotel room just with my own thoughts for two weeks. Um, and I, wow. you know, that was my first time being away from my son who was, you know, just like what, you know, a year and a half, two years old. So it was, it was a lot. And I, I would say the first couple of days was definitely dicey, you know, being trapped in a hotel room by yourself. Um, but then after that, I just, took it sort of like a regimented approach. I was like, okay, when I come in to do this, this shoot or this, you know, this episode, I'm going to do this, this, and this. And I actually started writing crazy prep lists like we do in a kitchen. And I find that a lot of the times for life in general, even if it's not with, you know, cakes or the kitchen or managing a team, if you write out a list of like, this is what needs to get done here is my time frame. I have to say like it organizes it. It becomes like easier to digest. And then mm -hmm. I'm able to sort of move through each challenge as quickly and efficiently as possible. And it might, might seem like nuts. Cause I feel like I'm, you know, a little bit of beautiful minding out, you know, where I've got these long lists of prep, but that's, that's what helped me survive, you know, each shoot 
uh, the prep time before all of it. So, and do you take kind of that lesson that you've taught yourself to your business today? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I would say yeah. I mean, even even like small things like the weekend. Like, let's say we've got eighteen cakes, which is you know, that's happened a couple of times. Um, we very sort of like painstakingly will go through like prep lists of like, okay, everybody needs to leave at this time, or we need to have this done at this moment, or, you know, we need to, you know, fold in some time where we're just like, we're taking a break and we can kind of, you know, step back and look at our product. Because I feel like sometimes you can get lost in, um, like the the enormity of the situation, and then mm-hmm. you're kind of like, you're kind of stuck, and mentally you can't push push through it. So if you can just kind of break it up into little pieces, especially during wedding season, it's it's so helpful. Yeah, because you kind of do that too. Like, yes, I, well, I have a lot of lists being a wedding planner. <laughs> more more lists than I could even I can even fathom. I think. And cake is one of my lists, right? It's like dessert and cake is one of my lists. I have tons of lists. Yes, I can absolutely relate to that being a wedding planner. Um, So uh, how many, how many weddings do you take a year? It it varies. I mean, but I would say like at the height, so that, which would have been last year, um, Mm -hmm. which we all were feeling the post COVID crazy. um, That was 387 separate cake orders in a, in a nine month period of time. So yeah, that's a, it's a lot. Uh, and then I would say normally average, it it normally averages around 325, 350. So wow. It's a cake a day. It's a cake a day. Yeah. Cake a day keeps the doctor away. No. exactly. (laughs) So yeah. Okay. So how did you go from zero cakes a year to 320, 350 plus cakes per year. So, yeah. So I, like I said before, really approached when I finally figured out that this was my passion, I I took a moment for myself and I said, how do you become the best at this? How do you get to be kind of like the, the person that people can trust and come to? Um, Not so much of like, I don't ever want to like dominate a market, but I just want to be like a, a person that people can trust, like a, a, mm-hmm. a cornerstone of it. Um, and so my, I quickly recognized working, I, you know, I trained under several different cake artists. And so in doing that, I learned the business side of things as well as, you know, sort of honing my skills in making cake. But um, one thing that I learned was, you know, building trust with planners and designers, venues, um, even even other cake artists, photographers, florists, that's really how you go from zero to all of the business that you can possibly handle. Because I think that um, no matter how good you are, if you haven't convinced everybody that you can be trusted to bring the, the product to make the cake, you know, cakes delicious, to make everybody happy, then you're never going to get, you're never going to get that repeat business. Right. I mean, cause a, a, a person is going to get married, fingers crossed the one time. Right. But right. you know, sometimes not. we've got some repeat repeaters, which is great. Um, but you know, I think we, 
want our clients, our planners or venues to really say, hey, Flower and Bloom Cakes knows exactly what they're doing. They're going to be able to produce something beautiful and delicious for you. We trust them. And that's, that's, that's how we get so many, many cakes. So, yeah. That's exactly what I tell my couples. Yeah. Exactly. To a T. Okay, good. Good. Thank you. I appreciate it. We love you. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's uh, go in a little bit deeper here. I, I liked how you started by like working with another team to hone in on your craft, to learn the business side of it, to learn kind of the tricks of the trade and figure out what works better for you and what, how you want to make your company better. So for someone just starting out, they're like, I really love making cakes. It's my hobby. I want to see what this can do for me. Yeah. How long do you, you know, suggest working with someone? How do you reach out and say, Hey, can I, can I work under you? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I guess there's no time, time limit, I guess on, on when, but for me, at least it was, I set a pretty big goal. I wanted to become an expert in something before I jumped into owning my own business, which to Mm -hmm. me is the 10,000 hour mark. Right. And so, um, I, I really wanted to make sure that I learned under also a certain, um, echelon of cake artists before I felt comfortable. However, that's, that's not always everybody's path. You know, I know a lot of people are a lot more confident and they're just, you know, they jump into it right away. But I would say if I were giving anybody solid advice, I would say work for at least two to three people. That doesn't have to mean cake people. It could mean you could be a pastry chef at a place that, where they're laminating doughs or making cookies or at a, a catering company. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a there's a big difference in making cakes from your house and then transitioning into making them professionally. And the big difference is managing your time. And I think that um, being in a professional kitchen gives you a sense of how to do all of that under the purview of like doing everything properly, you know, making sure that you know how to store things properly, um, doing ordering, Pricing is a big thing. Um, so when you when you work for two or three different people, you'll be able to not only figure out how to price things out where you're making a profit, right? You have to pay yourself. You have to pay for the ingredients. You have to pay for your overhead. And then you make a profit. Um, right. and, and I think a lot of people sort of forget that, that, they're, that they have to pay themselves. You also need to know how to direct a team. Now, you may not ever need a team, right? Because cake is a little bit different where you could just be going solo. But you hope that one day you get to a place where you're, where you're making more um, and that you can sort of divvy up those tasks and delegate to people that you trust. So, right, to like take your business to 320 or 350 cakes you, or orders, you, I should say, yeah. per year. Per year, because you you can't do that with just one person, and right. and at some point, and and cake straddles both, where you're you're making a product that's a dessert, right? So it can be mass produced, but you're also an artist, and so everything has right. to reach a certain level, and so I think you you really have to find those people that you trust. You know, for me, it was my partner Kurt. You know, I hired him while I was at my last you know tutelage place. And so, you know, we clicked and I was like, 
let's do this together, um, which is great because we can divide and conquer and we, we complement each other. Um, but I, I just don't be afraid to, to bring people into the fold because mm-hmm. cake is really about learning. Like we're all growing together. You have mm-hmm. to be people. So, yeah. Yeah. And keep up with new trends and requests that couples oh. are coming to you with. Yeah. Right. And having a sounding board of somebody wasn't happy with their tasting or, you know, or I'm not like that would ever happen to you. And I will be totally honest and we, you know, and, and that happens. And so we, but we fix it and we move mm-hmm. through it. Yeah. And we make right? them We're all human. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. So I, I also want to bring up, and I feel like I've brought this up a few episodes uh, about having the the opportunity to work with a planner or a photographer on a styled shoot to, you know, to gain more photos in your portfolio, to gain more respect in the industry. Take us through, you know, your process of how to work with a photographer or like me, that you've worked with yeah. me on a styled shoot. Yes. Uh, what's your approach to that? And and do you feel like it's beneficial? Oh, yeah, 100% beneficial. If someone co- approaches you and wants to do a photo shoot, do it. Drop what you're doing, do it. I, I, we, I just took on another photo shoot for October. Probably, you know, it's going to be tough to squeeze it in. But I, I think that um, photo shoots allow you to not only hone a relationship with the photographer, the the planner, the designer, the venue, um, but also gives you that kind of little pocket of a bit of creative freedom. Now, certainly I've had, I've had planners or photographers come to me and say, Hey, we want this cake. And I'll be like, okay, like, you know, let's do our version of this cake. I don't want to ever, you know, replicate somebody's work, but um, more often than not, which is so much, so much fun is when I've got a planner that comes to me and say, Hey, here's our mood board. Go for it. That's yeah. awesome because we never, I mean, very rarely do I get an opportunity to do that because, you know, with weddings, we're, we're kind of the last component. So we're, we're somewhat some, you know, conforming to what's going on, also putting our artistic twist to it. But photo shoots just are really sort of a blank canvas of like, Hey, you do you and be like, cool. We, we got yeah. this. And you get the content and the relationships. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I love that. Can you take us through how um, you're continuing to be passionate passionate about what you're doing, even though you're you're kind of like in the grind, right? Of yeah. doing so many weddings um, and events per year. Like, how do you stay passionate? Uh, you know what? <laughs> two two ways, I guess. The most like short term way is I remind myself, you know that. Every cake is unique. I have to say like customer service is definitely a big part of it. I mm-hmm. think that there's almost like a competitive side of like, how happy can I make these people? And right. so that's part of it. Like I really, really, truly love bringing it to life and giving them exactly what they want. Um, the other thing is, you know, I I was super lost at the beginning of I feel like high school, college, even post-college, I really struggled finding something that made me go in the morning. Um, and when I finally found cake and had the courage to sort of abandon my, my medical journey and come mm-hmm. into this, 
I made a really sincere promise with myself that was once you found your passion, pour everything you possibly can into it. And I, 15 years later, I honestly, that promise I've still kept to myself. I, I love it so much because it's, it's a passion, but it's my purpose. And it's also helping other people in this sort of very nostalgic, lovely way. So, you know, even though, yeah, sometimes, sometimes I'm like banging my head against the wall and I'm like, what have I done? I've put in 90 hours. Like, oh my God. I, it, I still like take a step back and I'm like, I'm in a gorgeous kitchen and I right. get to make cake. Not a lot of people can say that. So yeah. yeah. It's expressing gratitude. Yeah, exactly. To hone you back in. Mm-hmm. Yep. To, to just where I am myself, the universe, the cake gods, all of them, right. Just sort of, I just, thank you. Thank you for letting me do what I, what I can do. And thank you to all of my customers because you're allowing me to to do this every day. So absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we are always pulled and pushed and to different directions in our life. I'm a mom, you're a mom. How do you manage, you know, running a business with kids? Yeah, I have, I have two, I have a five-year-old boy and a one and a half-year-old little baby girl who's, who's a spitfire, like her mom. Um, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's not, it's not easy. This is, I, it uh, borderline, borderline terrible. Um, and, and I say that in the most sincere, grateful way, I wouldn't change anything. Like I, I love my kids with every fiber of my being. I love my business. Um, but managing it all, I would say that I feel like sometimes I'm like 75% like for everything. And I mm-hmm. wish I could be a hundred percent on mm-hmm. everything. I, I think that's just way too high of an expectation. I, I, you know, there are some days where I'm like, I need to focus on emails and I feel bad. You know, the kids are with an iPad or some days, like I have to ignore that project and I got to focus on them. It's, it's a constant give and take. And I think managing it is just like, it's just mitigating chaos. I mean, do, yeah. you add, do you feel the same way? Because sometimes I'm like, what What have I got myself into? Yes. And I, I have to preface, first of all, you're so validated at the 75%. And to preface every, every listener, I am divorced. And I do share custody of my daughter. So I do get time to myself right. where I can work until seven or eight o'clock at night and then go crash and just right. be like... I'm done. Um, but the days that I have her for long periods of time and I've got a project, I've got a wedding design board due. I've got a, I've got emails to catch up on. Um, I do something that maybe will help other parents where I, <laughs> sounds funny. Tell me. Like, <laughs> she will be like, mommy, 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 I need you. I need you. I need your attention. And I'm like, how do I make her breakfast, answer these emails, entertain her, go play dolls in her room. So what I've been experiencing is setting a timer for 10 or 15 minutes and be like, okay, this is my undivided attention to you for 15 minutes. Let's play our hearts out. Let's get all of our wiggles out together. And then mommy's going to go back to her computer I'll get you a snack and then go back to the computer and then you can watch your favorite show. And so it's, it's 
I'm finding that dedicating little pieces of time, and this is not all the time, but dedicating pieces of time to her where it's my undivided attention, I leave my phone out of it and just focus. She, she feels better. She feels like her, her, her tank is filled. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And maybe end with like a really big, long, loving hug and just say, we can let go when you're ready. Oh, I love that. That's so cute. You know? And just like, it's, then it's like, okay, I had my, my precious time with my mom and I'm telling her when I've had enough love. Right. And instead of like, okay, I'm taking it away from you again. Exactly. Like it's, they're more in control of this. They feel like they're in control of the, of of it. So yeah. Yeah. And as littles, my daughter's almost five. I feel like we were like pregnant around the same time. I feel like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, they're, they just, they just want love. They want attention. They're growing, but they also love their iPads. So they do, they do. Give some love and attention. Let them have their own time. Go do what you need to do. Unload yeah. the dishwasher, whatever. That's how I'm. That's how I'm managing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. I yeah, I think that's that's great. Yeah, and you know, having help to. I mean, I for me, like I have my husband goes on tour. He's in rock and roll, so he's been gone for a month now. Right. So I know. Right. That's so, what? Okay. I know. So I have like lots of help with like grandparents and stuff, but I do feel like I get that when I'm just like, I'm up to my ears and I'm like, oh gosh, I'm going to, I'm going to bark at something and I shouldn't do that. Um, But you're right. Like having that moment with them, just dedicated to them. It's just like, okay, hi, like you and me, let's bond. And then, you know, allowing them to sort of let you know when to move on, I think is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And the timer really helps because it's like, okay, when the timer goes off, you yep. get to do whatever you want to do. And it's, I'm, it's like, it's a control thing. Like that yeah. they feel like, okay, yes. It's not like, okay, now I'm going to go now. It's like a set timer that goes off. So anyways, to all the moms out there trying to balance their own business, starting a business, this, we got it. This is our tribe. We, we've got to, we've got to tell the realness of being a mom and a business owner. Yeah. Cause I think, I think there's like, there's no off, you know, mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. And I, I, I hear always this sort of work-life balance and I'm like, I, no, I mean, I mean, I love, I love that for you. If you are doing it, that's great. But I, I do find that there is just no off. And for me, at least it's, I've come to realize it's like, it's okay because I have a lot of things to be grateful for. And I love all of it. And so I do the best that I can to take care of myself as well. But sometimes it's just, it's, you, it's just go, go, go. And, yeah. and maybe I didn't get to brush my hair today, but that's okay because the cake is still going to be there on time. So that's all that matters. And taste amazing. Yeah. yeah. And your kids are fed and taken care of. Like that's a blessing. They're healthy. That's a blessing. Yes. That's exactly. That's all that matters. Right. So, yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So let's get into some fun stuff. Like what's the craziest cake you've ever done? Or like the, the craziest situation that you've had to be like, can I do this questioning your, (laughs) yourself? Um, well, I will say like just some quick stats, like the tallest cake I've ever done was seven and a half feet tall. Um, the, the heaviest cake I've ever done was, I would say estimated around 300 pounds. Um, we had to have five people lift it, uh, plus, plus with some help. And so, uh, and then I would say like 
The craziest request we've ever had was to have a 40 inch globe that rotated with the, uh, with, with a, you know, those, what are those, the rings, right? The one that's in front of me right now that we have, you know, for lighting, we had to jerry rig that to look like a solar eclipse on top of the earth and then do a, uh, two scale version of their private jet, which made it look like it was traveling around the world. That was like the, the craziest thing we've ever done to date. Took months to do. I learned how to solder, which was awesome. If anyone needs a soldering lesson, please come to Flower and Bloom Cakes. I'm happy to give a quick lesson on I it. I love like, it. Yeah. It's, I it's think that much- challenged you to grow. Like you're a professional, right? Yeah. But this this particular cake that was suspending and moving and was such a challenge I'm sure to you. Um, but how did, how did you handle that? Were you like, yes, excited about it? Were you like, Oh gosh, I don't know if I can do this. So, yeah. So I would say with all clients, if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I want this, there is a moment inside of me where they're like, can you really do this? Like, and then I go, of course I can. And we just, we nod and we smile and then we go back up to it. And then we say, okay, we have the skills to do this. We just need to figure it out. And so, I mean, we always do, we always figure it out, but there, there have been some projects where I'm like, you really want a floating staircase? Like, how am I going to have something float? And so that's when I have a welder on call and say, Hey, can you do this for me? And they're like, yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So really flower and bloom team can, can do anything. Yeah. No, a hundred, a hundred. I mean, Kurt's going to kill me. Cause he's, he's always, every time he rolls his eyes, he's like, no, this is going to be one project where we're not going to be able to do it. I'm like, says you it's, it's over, it's overconfidence, right? It's just, yeah. one of us has to be overly confident and then then we'll just execute it because we have to, right? I I love that. And it goes the same for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm getting into the range of doing half a million plus budget weddings. And at first, like I, I journaled it. I put it in the universe. I meditated on it. And the reason why I want to do that is because I, it gives me more creative freedom to like design, which yeah. I feel like same for you right? Mm-hmm. It's not like a, just a two or three tier cake. Um, but it gives me like this opportunity to really showcase my skills and like the, the dreams that I have in my head, it just allows me to, to create more for that yeah. couple who wants, who wants more it really is amazing how, if you put your mind to something and you really believe it, you really trust that it's going to happen. It will happen. Mm-hmm. I, I am so excited to do large scale design weddings and I know that I can do it. And at some point I'm like, can I do this? Right. It's just that little, like, and I'm like, no, I have a great team. I'm smart. I've been in this business for 14 years. Like I know what I'm doing. I have the resources globally. Let's go. Right. I, and I feel like that's what you, yeah. you did with this, with these huge yeah. cakes. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I totally agree. It's, it's, it's all those components. Like you're, you're finding your confidence in yourself. Like you, we've, we've been doing this, like we're experts. Right. Sure. 
it might be challenging, but we've got the resources, we've got the people, we've got the time, we've got, you know, just the skills and the design acumen to, to pull this off. And we just need to make sure that our clients know that we're, we're confident in our own abilities right. and our team. And we'll, we'll, we'll do this because we know it's going to happen. We know it's going to be beautiful. We know it's going to be everything that they ever wanted. It's just us being, you know, having the confidence to just say, yeah, we're doing this. Yeah. It also helps when your clients, my clients trust in our yeah. abilities. Anytime they waver, it, it, it causes um, like a negative wave of frequency that you're like, wait, now I'm questioning myself and totally. you're questioning me. And now we're in this, uh, this awkward state of not trusting each other. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like if you're coming to a vendor and you love their work, they have great reviews, you know, you, you've, gotten a lead on them, word of mouth, like trust them because that's, what's going to fuel us to do so much more for you. Yeah. I I'm so glad you brought that up because Kurt and I were just talking about this. We, we put a hundred percent into every project that we do, mm -hmm. but I have to say the clients that, you know, you've hired me, right? So we've gone through the interview process. I'm your person. The clients who just sort of say, Hey, I, I trust you to make this beautiful. Um, you know, while I'm also here for the people who, who, who want something very specific, it's when you let, when you let your artist, your vendor go for it, they're more often than not going to say like, you know what, I will buy that very expensive, you know, fresh bloom, because I think that's going to go really well with this. Or, you know what, I think I am going to, to do this, which is going to make it look even more spectacular. Or, you know, it's just, we, not that we're not hitting that, that mark for every single client, but we definitely go above and beyond when like a, when a client can just say, Hey, I trust you. You right. do you. I think the product just turns out just better in general, you know, right. when we're allowed to have that freedom. Absolutely. I feel like when clients start saying like, well, this has to be the measurement. Uh, this has to be the the absolute texture. I want to see the texture beforehand. And I, you yeah. know, like just kind of getting into um, your craft. Yeah. It, 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 it's like, but I'm, I'm the professional and I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to make sure the dimensions are accurate. And, and yeah. to a point you've showed me your inspiration. Let me create this beautiful cake for yeah. you. Because, you know, there's, like you said, it's a craft. So, you know, just like design work, you know, you know when something's going to be a pitfall. You're like, okay, so we've we've designed it around this inspiration. But then as you're doing it, you're like, mm, if we do it this way, it's probably not going to turn out. And, you know, you don't want to, you don't have, honestly, the energy and the time to educate every single client of exactly what the ins and outs of the process of doing it. I mean, like, I'm happy to discuss it while we're, you know, in that sort of initial interview. Like I'm, I'm an open book. If you want to know anything about cakes? It's all I know anything about, but, mm -hmm. um, but going through the very nitty gritty of all of it to explain, you know, why this is a half an inch or why, I mean, you don't need to know that because we're going to make something beautiful for you and it's going to be above right. and beyond your expectation. You just have right. to trust us. I feel like the more um, they they go against the grain, if you will, yep. 
on their wedding day, the cake may not be exactly what they wanted and then it becomes your fault. And so it's like, I think this is just like a good lesson also for people trying to break into this industry is that we're, you're going to have experiences like that and how you handle it with grace. Yes. Grace. Right? Grace. And Every patience. Yep. <laughs> will get you further in your career than being like, I'm the artist. Goodbye. Don't need you because that's going to create a bad reputation. Yeah. So handling it with grace, educating them that you are the professional. Yeah. You do care about them. And hopefully that can turn that scenario around. I, I, yeah, I, I, throughout my career, we've all been through it where we've got a client who, you know, I had, I had one bride who literally yelped us in the middle of her dinner reception because the, yeah, the, the raspberry sauce for her cake wasn't served. And so, you know, when you've got someone at five in the morning screaming at you, you know, because the raspberry sauce was forgotten by the caterers, I think you just have to kind of take a step back sometimes and say, okay, this isn't really about me, mm -hmm. you know, and you have to say, okay, you know, I hear you and I'm, this is what's happened. Mm -hmm. You know, let's work through this together because, you know, there are just, it's just, you don't want to ever make them feel like they're not heard. Even if what they're saying is just out there. Not accurate. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> and so babe, you're here. Like it's, you know, I hear you because your reputation is really everything. And I think customer service, regardless of what vendor you are, is so important. It's just, mm -hmm. that's, that's what builds, like I said before, like it, it builds you from zero to 350 cakes is because you, every single client is heard. Everyone is important. Everything that you say is important and we're here for it. Um, sometimes in the back of your mind, you're like, my God, man, but you know, you don't say that, right? But then you get the couples that truly trust you and love you and praise you and that, you know, all that negative stuff just kind of goes away oh, and then yeah. it will rise again and then it will go away. So just focus on the positive exchanges that you have with yeah. your couples. Exactly. Because they're all wonderful in their own unique ways and we love them all. And so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've given us so much insight. I feel like this was incredible to talk okay. through your passion, your highs, your lows, being a mom, you know, okay. how you went from zero to so many weddings a year. And I loved that you were able to showcase the crazy cakes that you've been able to, to do and really share with the audience that there is no glass ceiling when you own yeah. your own business. Yeah, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, you know, you're, you're going to lose most of the sleep that you ever wanted, but yes, you're going to, yeah, it's great. It's fun and it's lovely and it's challenging. Just get in there, you know, yeah, right? Just get in there. Oh, I love it. Um, so how do we find you on Instagram okay. and how can we connect? Um, you can find us obviously on our website, flowerandbloomcakes.com. Um, also our handle on Instagram at flowerandbloomcakes. Uh, that's pretty much where all of the new stuff is. So yeah, touch base with us. Please follow if you can. Um, if not, you know, just we hopefully we'll be on another show. But yeah, and... Let me just say it's flower, F-L-O-U-R and bloom. I love Cake. that name, by the way. Yeah. Flower Cakes. is like the ingredient, 
bloom like the flower. Incredibly confusing, but hopefully yes. cute will make you smile when you read it. And so. congratulations on your recent feature in People Magazine. Oh. Thank you so much. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, we look forward to seeing what you create and just following your journey. I am so proud of you. And I really am thankful that I've made a friend with you in this industry. Me too. Thank you so much for having me. This was really, really wonderful. Nice, nice, cathartic, lovely, lovely conversation. And you're the best. We love working with you and your clients. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. So much love. (laughs) So much love. (laughs) All right, everyone. Another episode in the books. Thank you so much, Aura Beth, for being on the show. All right. So got to do my due diligence here. Follow us at Manifesting Your Dreams Pod on Instagram and please sign up for the mailing list so that you don't miss out on a thing. And also when you sign up, I'm going to give you a little freebie that will help you manifest the best day. It's just five steps that I do every single day that helps me manifest a great day. And here's the thing. If you don't have a great day, try to find the positives. Try to spin your running mind on, wow, this was such a bad day and just start again the next day with positivity and grace for yourself and just turn the problem into a project. Anyway, I look forward to the next episode. It will launch next Wednesday, so stay tuned. Have a good day, y'all. Bye.